my takeaway was just that stay around the energy that gets you fired up. I've been removed from it for a while and kind of in my box bubble. And it's it does not that's not where I operate best. I have to stay around the energy that keeps me in momentum. And just when you think you're going and you're going to take your foot off the gas a little bit, don't. That's when you want to push a little bit harder because then you can be sitting where Leslie is now with a team at 18 where she can go take these long walks with her dad in the morning. So if you guys are on that cusp of where it's feeling frustrating, just keep going because just know we're right there with you. And um, it never really gets easier. You just get a little bit more clear on your path. And then that that gives you the momentum and the motivation to show up every day. It's not about should I, shouldn't I? It's I got to do it because this is what my, my vision and my goal is for whatever it is you guys are doing. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun, radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome to the Get Up Girl podcast with your gal, Joanna Vargas. And I got three other gals, two right now. Another one is popping in because, you know, we um, we're doing it and making money. So Leslie Logan will be here any second. Welcome, Geneva Faith. Welcome, Jessica Bergio. They are fellow business owners. And what I wanted to do is if you're probably listening to the Get Up Girl before, I've had these gals on many, many times. If you're new to the show, welcome. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring us all together and have a girl chat as if you're the fly on the wall listening, if we're out having drinks. So welcome. And gals, how are you today? So good. Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad you gals are here. We're recording this live after Labor Day. So hopefully you're not hungover. Or if you are, yes, I'm excited. What we're going to talk about today is the difference between business from 2019 to 2021, two years later. Now, Geneva and Jessica both have or had had, and myself, brick and mortar businesses. Geneva has Reiki by Geneva and she has her own office and she does Reiki healing. And then Jessica, you've had a salon studio, right? right? Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if you're, what you're, what's going to happen with that, but I'd want you to tell us. And Leslie has online Pilates. So gals, let's jump in. What's the biggest difference the last two years that you've noticed? Well, a lot in my books, because for one, uh, we went from totally normal, right? Doing business as usual. I actually just opened that salon back in 2019. So it was brand new. I'd been open six months and I went from a small space salon where I shared with somebody else to opening my own space. I had six chairs in there and, um, you know, I was just in the phase of growing that business and trying to promote and trying to fill the chairs. And then we were shut down. So it was like, will we be shut down for a few months? Will we be shut down for forever? Like we didn't know. And in California and San Diego, um, there was no in between. It was like we were open, then we were closed. So for those of you who heard me on the podcast before, I started my own podcast during that time. And what got me tired of do so was when Gavin Newsom gave us the okay to start working outside. And so being a hairdresser, someone who does a 
profession like I do, being told we can work on the street. Now I, I work in downtown San Diego by the ballpark. There's no way in hell I'm working out outside. So I got to the <laughs> up and I figured I had to give a voice to the industry. And that's why I started the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. So from then to now, I mean, two years is a long time to fill in a 30 minute space. I don't want to take up the whole thing. But what ended up happening was we were allowed open. Um, and there were many, many, many different opinions on, should we be able to go back inside? Should we not? It was almost like our own industry went to war with each other. Those that decided to stay home for forever and always until we got the grand. Okay. And mm. those that danced with, is it semi okay to go to people's houses? Is it semi okay to give people color? Like there was a lot of inner turmoil between our industry, but I think in the long run, once things were reopened, it really brought us all together. Mm-hmm. And we all ended up doing a huge rally where we ended up getting, I felt like Gavin, we had a lawsuit against um, spas, the salons, our industry, and we finally were mm-hmm. reopened. So it's taken a lot of the businesses a long time to recoup because that money wasn't coming in like it would be for people who worked in, let's say corporate, right? Where you're an employee, a lot of stylists and salon owners, they're all self-made basically. And we all, you know, it's a cash business. Um, you work for yourself. And so I would have to say 90% of people are not prepared for their, their income to stop the way that it did. Um, but from what my understanding, people have picked back up and businesses as thriving as it's ever been. It's really just proved that our industry is recession proof as fuck. So it's uh, it's been real good. The comeback is real. Yeah. You know what? The turmoil in the industry, I think each industry had that, like the turmoil in fitness. The, you had the ones, the studios that are hardcore, we're going to work outside with masks or the ones that are like, eh, we're going to be a little more lenient. I think in every kind of business, you've had its own turmoil, right? Well, welcome, Leslie. Just popped in. Hi, baby girl. Welcome. Hi, Mario. We're wrapping up a webinar. Hey, you are making it happen. You, you know, making money. We're talking right now, the biggest difference, right? The biggest difference between 2019 and 2021, like what's the biggest difference in business? Now, all three of us have brick and mortars. You had online business, but I know yours has like changed as well. But like even the stuff that people aren't talking about, like what's the biggest difference? I want to know from you gals. Well, I I closed my brick and mortar. Uh, to move. Oh, that's um, right. I, yeah. So I closed that and I'm just fully online. But I, you know what I will say? Like, I feel that the biggest difference is in the people who've been able to see possibility in this turmoil versus like, this is happening to me. Mm. So I, what I have seen in, cause I, hi, I'm Lisa Logan. I coach people on their fitness businesses and I have my own online business. Um, hello. Uh, but I have seen the studios or the teachers and the fitness instructors who see opportunities in what's happening and will are willing to take messy action and try things. They're freaking thriving. They are unstoppable. And the people who keep going back to, well, I got shut down. Well, I, uh, it's really funny because the people who are complaining about being shut down, they're the ones who were shut down for two months. Whereas my peeps in California were shut down, fitness were shut down for over a year. I think they had three weeks so they could open up. So the ones that are seeing how it's like, see, it has happening to them as it's personal. They're still suffering, but the people who are going, okay, what can I do? They are quoting Joanna Vargas. What else is possible right now? Like it's insane. They're thriving. And it's, I mean, they're, I have people who are opening second and third locations while other people are shutting down. So I think mm. it, and it's not because they have more money. It's because they're actually just seeing like, oh, this is a really good time for me to do this. Cause this is happening for me. Gals, do you think that we were using, because I'm guilty of this, using the pandemic as a as a distractor, as an out, because I kind of secretly used it as an out because I needed a break. Do you know what I'm saying? Does anybody get like you kind of using that as a reason? 
So if they're going, oh, this happened to me, I'm going to close my studio, or maybe they're just like, I was done and I was ready to get out. I see nodding heads. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, for me, I am... Um, I, I'm with you, Joanna, and you and I have uh, spoken about this several times. Um, yeah, I think I needed a break. And at first it was like, oh my goodness, I have to close. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, but really, I think it there was a little bit of relief in it. And yeah. I was able to realize that I was burnt out. And mm-hmm. now that I can be open again and I can see clients again, I'm not sure I want to do that anymore, um, which is actually kind of a beautiful thing because, um, I realized, you know, we talked about adaptability. Like I realized there's so much possibility. Like I don't have to see clients if I don't want to. I mean, maybe I can see them online or maybe I can create a course or maybe I can. So, um, I think that I was using it a little bit, like you were saying, but it was actually a beautiful thing. Um, because I'm like, huh, I was burnt out. And yes. to be clear, the pandemic wasn't a beautiful thing, but the beautiful thing was realizing within myself that I didn't want to do this anymore the way that I was doing it. Not necessarily, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to do it the way I was doing it. So well said, Geneva. Yeah, gals, I want to know from you, how are you different in your business, working with your business alongside with it from 2019 to 2021? I'll jump in here. The biggest difference is that I thought... I was close to my business. I thought I was like best friends with my business and like, let's go girl. And I got your back. And now in 2021, I'm like, that was such BS. I was such frenemies with my business. I was pretending that it was all good and let's go. I'm like, no, now I'm learning how to fall in love with my business. And like, I'm learning how to fall in love with my body and like new relationships with money, body, business. I'm like, wow, it was so superficial for me in 2019. And so that's a big difference for me now, but I had to break down and I don't mean mentally. I mean like physically break down everything, every muscle, every bone, everything had to break down in order to be built back up. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. So gals for you, how are you different in your business two years later? Well, it, collectively, like, because I coach other women and people in my industry, like it's a unanimous, they were burnt out, just like Geneva was talking about, like, we just did what we had to do or thought we had to do. You had to say yes to every client. You had to stay late. You had to come in on your days off. You had to, you know, cause it was Susie from, you know, that you've had for 15 years. Yeah. So it's my industry and same with probably all of our industries, like you retain clients for a really long time. And you, you build personal relationships with clients and it's, it's hard to say no. Um, even if you have boundaries, even if you are that person that, you know, normally can say no to things, it's like work takes over and it becomes such a like end all be all. So for me, I pulled way back and I explored so many other things. Like Geneva was saying, I, I said to myself, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. And that's when I joined the masterminds, how Leslie and Joanna and I know each other. Uh, we were part of something from a, a few years ago, but it opened my eyes to what else was possible. And that's what Joanna and I chat about all the time. Like what ask better questions? Like if something's not feeling right or sitting wrong, is it resistance? Are you just being lazy? Or is there something else where you can dig in and figure out what's really going on? So for me, it was like, explore other things. I'd never given myself permission to play with anything else. And so what's actually happened for me is I've come full circle to where now I want to take my actual behind the chair business career more seriously. I never, I didn't realize I had such a ceiling on where I was. I thought this was as much money as I could make. This is many hours I could work. This is all that I can do. And so if I want to make more, I have to go do something else completely. So I sold my salon. Luckily, 
So during a pandemic, I opened a salon basically and then sold it for profit, which is amazing. It didn't leave me feeling the way I thought it would. It left me feeling like lost and confused. And, you know, it it brought me back home, but also opened up. If you want more, charge more. If you want to be that bigger, go take more classes and invest in yourself in that way. Don't go looking somewhere else. So that's what it did for me. It actually brought me back home to what I love the most, which is my one-on-one clients and doing that. So it's, I had a moment like you had, and then it brought me right back. So it's so weird because it's been two years. So I think if you would ask me this question six months ago, my answer would be totally different. Yeah, it does sound different, Jessica. How about I, for you? I think that's really, um, I think that's really interesting. I think sometimes I wonder like what would have happened anyways, whether there was a pandemic or not, like mm-hmm. what was I already putting into place? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was already going to get rid of, uh, like it's already going to have half my clientele go to other teachers who are renting from me. So my goal was April. Like I was literally going to finish out the packages. I had the letters written. And then when I came in March, I was, I came back from my retreat in Cambodia and I was like, Oh, well, this is going to be really simple here. Um, I can't have you in my studio anymore. <laughs> so there's like some things, but, um, you know, I think you, Jessica, what you said is really interesting. Like we have to always remember that unless we fix what's going on in here, we're going to take us to everything. Like whether it's another job or another boyfriend, right? So like, that's just like dating to me is like the best way to think about business and life. It's like yes. it's all the same, but I, you know, I will say like, I definitely have given myself way more permission to take up all the time I need to take on some things. Cause I was kind of like, a, it's got to happen now. I don't know what that is. Um, and like, Oh, I need to get up at four 30 in the morning to do these things. It's like, no, actually I can start my day at whatever time I want. And I've gotten, um, on most good days, I am <laughs> uh, really good at letting other people do their jobs in our company. And we went from four people to we're at 18 people on the team. And that isn't something I could have done probably without the pandemic, just because we had to shift our business so quickly. And then we just reinvested in team. So now, you know, I take a really long morning walk right now with my dad every morning and I read lots of books (laughs) and, um, and I have a little bit more, um, I see that everything is going to happen at some point. It's just a matter of like, uh, what do I need to do? Work? What work do I need to do on myself to make that happen? Because if it hasn't happened yet, it's because I have an obstacle or a limitation on it that I do believe it's all possible. So I think I've changed myself more than anything. And that's why my business has changed. Oh my gosh, Leslie, touche to that. I have changed. Like uh, Maybe so. I was frenemies with myself. You were frenemies with their business. Maybe I was... <laughs> I was friends with myself first. Yeah, but didn't know. Like Jessica said, if you would ask me six months, a year ago, I would have had a totally different answer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I want to go back to the other question you brought up about like, you know, people and change and like these breaks that we like to, did you use it as an excuse? Did you, did you like, maybe we needed the break? You know, what they're learning about so many people, they've been at, like, people are assuming that nobody wants the jobs that are out there. And what they've actually discovered is that the people who had those jobs now that they had this break, these waiters who were doing like 60 hour days on their feet, making minimum wage plus tips. And these chefs that were getting burned and like doing these 80 hour days by being at home and cooking for themselves, they've discovered, you know what? I just don't want to go back to that industry. And now they're like becoming postmen or so they're just shifting. So I think a lot of people have just decided they've discovered like what's so much more important to them. And, um, and they're finding jobs that allow them to have that thing that's important to them. And I think that that's okay. You know, we, we get to feel that way. Shouldn't other people. 
Leslie, I heard the same thing the other day. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I thought no, that like, nobody wife. wanted to work anymore. It's like, yeah, no, they just, just as I, I'm like, I'm doing something different now. Yeah. Geneva, what about for you, hon? Um, how am I different or how is yeah. my business? How are you um, different in your business? How am I different in my business? Well, two years ago, um, like Jessica was saying, I had like a limit. I am a Reiki master teacher and that's what I do. And this is how I, this is my brand. And I felt very limited. Um, and now because I had to be different and because I had to um, reinvent certain things, I, I reinvented my brand and I might want to reinvent it again. So I'm, you know, being frenemies with my business. I totally get that being frenemies with myself. I totally get that too. Um, so just realizing that I don't have to keep myself in a box, whereas I was keeping myself in a box before. So, yeah. Geneva, I was like, this, these last two years for me have been more of awareness, like so much awareness. Like I said, if you asked me six months to a year ago, I wouldn't have known because I wasn't aware. I was like unconscious going, I'm good. I'm good. Now I'm going, whoa, it's not that that was wrong. I just didn't know. It's like the lights were off and now they're on. And I'm like, wow, what else is there? What more possibilities can I see? And every day when I meditate, I'm like, what can I see today? that I didn't see yesterday. I ask that question every day. What can I know today that I didn't know yesterday? What can I say today that I didn't say yesterday? What can I love today? Like every day is a little bit more. And it's like, I'm turning up the volume every day since 2020 of March every day. Girl, when are you going to make these flashcards so that I can have these prompts at my desk? Next flashcard person, I think. (laughs) Leslie, yes. And that's, she has this idea for me to do question cards. And it was like, Yes, not yet. I'm not ready yet. Do you get what I mean? And I have so many ideas and I'm like, okay, quarter four is the question cards. And now I think in the past, I would have beat myself up more for like, Leslie said I should do these cards and I got to do these cards now and come on. And I would have put them out and they would have been crap. And I'm like, I'm taking my time and I still want to do those cards. And when they come out, they're going to feel so much more fun rather than I did it to check off. Right. So yes, absolutely. Leslie, I, and I I'm falling in love more in, in with ideas. So it's like, Ooh, these, these cards, what are they going to look like? I wonder what's the art going to be rather than I would have just forced it and put some art up. I'm like, I don't do it until it feels completely light and fun. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Side note. I got a new iPhone finally. And I had an iPhone seven gals for like ever. Everybody's like, why do you have a seven? It was like a brick. It just didn't feel light to get a new one. It didn't feel light. It didn't, it just felt like, but I kept going to the T-Mobile. It was, I went to T-Mobile three times. I'm like, nope, not feeling it. Nope, not feeling it. And then finally I asked a question and I'm like, Hey, when am I going to get my new iPhone? I'm just driving. Five seconds later, I hear a commercial. Hey, T-Mobile has a Labor Day sale, you know, free, whatever. So I got like the best investment for this new phone. And I'm like, yes, Joanna, those are the feather touches. And I'm like, God's like universe is like, yes, just go with what's light. So you have the iPhone seven, but I had something better for you. So I think I'm really more aware of that after the pandemic. Okay. I have another question for you gals. Did you notice, or have you noticed, or also your friends in the same industry as you, and especially Jessica, cause you work with other hairstylists that I think we assumed that when the pandemic hit, all of our clients were going to follow us. And did you notice that they didn't all 
follow you. And I don't think it's because they didn't love you. It's just that, again, like Leslie was saying, they realized what was a priority. Maybe they found a new fitness person. Maybe they found they could do their hair themselves. So gals, have you noticed that you're like, whoa, also my clients have changed because their priorities have changed? For me, no. No, our industry is diehard. They are like, I will leave my house and risk COVID to come get my hair done. I was the one of those people that many, many, many of my clients left their house for. And it just, that's why I started this with, it proved to me that I had value and worth. Not that I didn't think that our industry did because I've luckily I'd always put myself in higher, higher end salon. So I knew the value of the business, but at the end of the day, what people are willing to do to get to you and to get that bit, like that's what pushed me and elevated me past what I was saying in the beginning around thinking that I had to hit the ceiling. Like you still want access to me. Well, now it's going to be double. Like if mm. in order for my time to be what I want it to be, I can still play in this field and feel like it's worth it. If I charge what I'm over here trying to create separately. So once I realized I could make the kind of money I wanted doing what I do already with people I love, that's where it gave me the permission. That's what I'm saying. Like all the investments, all the trial, like, and I noticed for a lot of people in my industry, same thing. They were able to raise their prices and really solidify clients. But yeah, of course, I lost certain people because it was time, because of convenience. And like I said in the beginning, there was a lot of people that didn't stylists that didn't feel comfortable working. So that's where the turmoil happened because these people, our clients, wanted to get their hair done. At that point, it was nothing personal. It was like, I will do it myself. Just tell me how. So like, I got shit on for making videos, teaching people how to color their gray roots. There's been videos on TV for years. There's YouTube videos. If they didn't hear it from me, they're going to hear it from somebody else. My hairstylist did that. She did a video of her doing her roots and she did drop-offs of the the materials, of the dye, all the things. My husband and I, I learned how to use clippers and he did my roots and he did a really good job. And then I moved states. So I had to switch everybody. And so I haven't, so I think you probably, I think for the hairstylist, you probably lost anyone who maybe didn't, who moved or just was like, I'm going to just do it myself. <laughs> but you, I don't, I mean, one thing I definitely made sure I made, I figured a way to get it done was lashes and roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My nails, I have speakeasy nails. You go through the back door. <laughs> yeah, so- How about for you? How about for me? Yeah, what fine. was the question again? Yeah, the clients. Like, did you notice oh, yeah, that? The clients. Yeah, diehard clients or changing clients. You know what's interesting is that yes, most of my diehard clients are still with me, but the ones that aren't, the ones that you know, like had to put their money elsewhere or who, you know, their priorities changed. I I realized that. And gosh, like I, I love my clients so much. I feel like I have the best clients, but there was kind of a relief like, oh, okay. I don't have to, mm-hmm. I don't have to come to the office and, you know, like spend this time and spend this energy as much as I love you. Um, I'm not sure that that's where I want to put my time and energy. And I love what you were saying, Jessica, about, um, raising your prices and now your time is more valuable. Like my, a light bulb went off and I'm like, I wonder if I would feel better if, if I did that too. I'm, I'm so, um, I want to honor my clients and give them a price that, you know, like to make Reiki accessible to everyone, but it's not really honoring to me. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and I think it's time that, that I honor me. 
Mm, honoring to me. I like that too. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that like, there's a difference between making your prices accessible to others and actually making the actual service accessible to others. Like I think sometimes we, mm. um, you know, I, I deal with in the, in the fitness industry. A lot of people are like, well, I want to make sure that everyone can afford it. And it's like, well, if your studio's in Beverly Hills and you're trying to make sure the people who live in downtown can afford it, like they're not coming. Like that's too far. They, you also have to understand that some people, it's not, it's not the price isn't accessible. It's the childcare that they need to go there. That's not accessible. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that go into making something accessible. And um, I love it. It's like honoring to you. And I think like I talk to people all the time. It's like, if you want to make sure that you're, you have a service that is accessible to those who can't afford this, then create a do it yourself or a community class that you do on this date over in that area, or maybe you just actually charge more and you take a percentage of what you make and you donate it to a a facility that sees those people and actually pays for a teacher to teach that. Like there's just so many different ways. It doesn't have to be you and your time or all of your rates in that way. There's just a lot of different ways to create an Ascension model or offerings that anyone could do that still honors you. And I, um, I definitely like, I lost a lot of clients, especially in the very beginning. Mm. Um, though were the ones that I was going to fire, I I'd get new teachers to anyways, mostly because their time wasn't going to work for me anymore. But for them, it was too much change. It was going from, especially my, my, my lovely little old ladies, they loved leaving the house. <laughs> they loved coming to me. They loved like showing me their new stuff online, uh, even a live version of that was not actually going to solve the, the thing that they loved, which was getting out of their house, you know? And so, and then for some of them, they had to take care of their grandkids because the parents now had to work from home and the kids had to do school online. And so I found that most of my clients that like, that didn't say yes to online, it wasn't because of me. It was because their priorities had to change. And, um, and so that was, this was like down on the totem pole of stress. And when I reached back out to them and offered them other options, I waited like two months and they took me on the other option. Most of them didn't. Others took me up on referrals to other people. So I think like, especially in the very beginning, everyone was, what is happening to me? And so I just told everyone, just follow up with people and offer what you are still willing to offer. And uh, my prices had gone up. My services became more limited, but I offered them what I could. Here's my friend down the street who is doing sessions. Here's this, you have my online thing. So I think it's like, um, it's, it's important to not take it personally why anyone didn't come to you anymore because it's just there. Everyone's in our life for a season or a reason, you know? So Leslie, that's so hit me. Cause I did, I was like, Oh, did they, they were with me for four years and now what happened? But Girl, you're still right. 14 years, 14 years, 9am wow. Sundays. Like, and they were like, no, and it's, they don't want virtual and that's all I'm doing. And that's okay. Their priorities are they want it in person and they wanted to wait till it was safe to go out. Okay. I hope you stay strong. <laughs> Make mm-hmm. sure you do your squats <laughs> for when you're ready. Like when you feel safe, here's someone. And we can't want it more for them than they do for themselves. And we have to also honor, like, there's so much that goes into it, you know, but it's not personal. Like, not, they were like my grandparents, you know, they're my first clients. It's not personal. They don't want to work with me right now. 
Oh, Leslie, so helpful. Thank you. Because I was just having this conversation the other day. Gals, moving forward into the future, what's the one biggest thing that you're going to do differently or that you already are? Like, man, I learned this. And we're always learning. I mean, the pandemic was just like a little cherry, a big cherry. But like, what's a big thing that you're taking forward to everybody listening, especially our new business owners out there? How many women have started a side hustle, right? So what's the one big thing that you're going to move forward with? For me, it's going to be taking more things online. And because I do energy work and like I was sharing earlier, like sometimes I just don't have the energy and sometimes I was feeling relief when somebody canceled or when somebody wasn't following me anymore. Um, so I, in the future, you know, because we had to adapt with the pandemic, I, I realized that um, I might really like doing online things. So kind of... So something like this doesn't happen again, or at least my business can be like pandemic proof. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, taking some things online, building some courses. I love to be creative. And what if I can, like Leslie was saying, you know, like making things accessible. So what if I did put out an online course and, you know, for Reiki and people could do it themselves. So um, really just going more online. That's how I see my future and, and not necessarily, you know, Zoom or virtual sessions, but well, that as well, but also um, offering things that someone can do from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what Leslie said, she's like, this is what I'm doing now. I'm doing virtual. And same thing with me. I mean, I have people DMing me, please do a, a class at the park or do it somewhere. And I'm like, nope, it's only, it's virtual right now. It's, it's, you know how much time I'm saving? 30 minutes there, 30 minutes. I mean, so much time. I'm like, if I added up all the hours that I saved, because that's an hour a class, 30, 30 there, right? For a client, Jessica, 30 there, 30 back or wow, just so much time. But like, this is what I'm doing because I could feel like I'm like, okay, I'll say yes to the outdoor. No, I don't want to do it at the park with the mosquitoes and the bugs. Like it sounds fun. No, thank you. Yeah. What about for you, Leslie? A future, what are you going to take and do differently? That probably already are <laughs> with 18 um, yeah, employees. We, we, well, as soon as we can have retreats again, those are going to be back. That will be back. And, okay. um, and we'll, uh, we'll have our pop-up tours back when, you know, it feels like it's possible um, to do those, uh, you know, but those are not stand. I'm not doing in-person weekly sessions with anyone um, because I'm 100% all in on my uh, memberships and my podcasts. And so what I'm doing differently is I, I found ease as a possibility in my life and I'm just really trying to keep it. <laughs> so whenever like we get we have people who are trying to get me to come out for workshops again and I like feel this like... <laughs> And so I just say, how can you make it really easy for me to say yes? How can you make it really easy for me to say yes? And, and so like, yeah, it's really easy for me to go. Yeah. I want to go to Scotland and the UK. That sounds really, but how do you make it even easier? Like, where am I staying? Like, what is, what else am I doing when I'm there? So I'm, <laughs> I'm really trying to focus on that and not slip into the, Oh, I'm be like, people want me back for these things. It's like, I'm, I'm really trying to go with that gut, those feather touches of like, what does my body want? And what do I want? How does it serve the bigger purpose? We have 18 people. So everything I say yes to has to make sure it pays 18 people. <laughs> it doesn't get to just pay for my bills anymore. It's got to pay for everyone. So um, I just keep bring. I, I want ease. It needs to be easy because life's already too hard. 
<laughs> ease is my word. That has been my word for the last couple of years. And the difference between easy and ease in my world, and I wonder for anybody else, is so much, we're so different because I'm like, what if something's really hard? but there's ease in it. So let's say, for example, fitness. You're like, this is hard. I feel like I want to throw up or I can't touch my toes. But it, there can be ease through it, even though it's difficult. And even though something, let's say, for like when my mom passed away, I was like, it was hard, but there was ease in it. And that's the best way I can kind of describe that. But Jessica, okay, I do want to say this before Jessica answers it. Same thing with differently and different. And you'll notice, like I say, how can you do it different? And people say, Joanna, that's not correct English. I know it's not correct English, but what I mean is when you do something differently, you change it sometimes just a little bit. But what if you do something different? And that's like something completely different than what you've done before. But when we do it differently, we still do it the same and we just change it a little bit. And that's what I was doing in 2019. I was doing things differently, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And then 2020 came and I did it different. So what will you do different, Jessica, going forward? Well, definitely diversifying how I make money. So when you are stuck in the day-to-day with taking clients like I was for 20 years, it's like that the pandemic made me pull back and say, how can I diversify what I do? But still, it all comes together and ties into one. And so that's why I brought in a network marketing business that supports what I already do. And so that's a plug and play business that didn't require me to like have to build it. It's supporting what I already do. And it's already there. Great team. It's perfect. And then also going into the coaching space, that's different. That was something I hadn't ever tried. And so taking the courses and the classes and the learning all that... So I'm still doing something that I love, but then I've also added in things to it and built a brand around that. So people who have, who still have passion that want to trade time, I always say it, it, you are trading time for money in whatever fashion it is that you're doing, whether you're doing it online on a zoom or you're doing it in person. So whatever lights you up, don't, don't get pushed that you have to do it. Like everyone else is doing something. If you still love showing up in your brick and mortar, that's not what we're saying is to like yeah. throw the shit in and never do something like that. We people want to do things in person. So that's kind of what like I think I guess I'm on the odd duck in here because I thought I was the one that wanted to get out of there. But what like I said in the beginning, it brought me full circle. So I was like, how can I make what I do not the main thing? I'm only in the salon two days a week. So out of seven days out of the week, I'm doing other things. I'm coaching in other salons. I'm working on that other business. So it, that fills me with joy and gives me all the creativity and the different things throughout the day. So I don't feel so um, burnt out with the one thing, which is just doing hair all day long. Because even though it is creative, even though it is fun, even though I love seeing my clients, it is still a grind physically, emotionally, like all the things. So being able to like kind of spread myself out throughout the week is what I've done different. And it's been wonderful. So I would say for anybody who's maybe feeling like Genevieve and I were feeling like a little burnt out because all we did was like, do, do, do like pull back and see how much time do you want to spend in there? Figure out your numbers. How much do you want to make? And then reverse engineer that number. How many hours do you have to work? How much do you have to charge per hour? One of our mentors, Chris Harder, talks about that all the time. It's very simple. The path is through doing the math. So people in my industry, we don't want to worry about numbers and shit like that. But you you need to in order to know where you're going. So if you think you need to do something completely different, pull back and see what you're doing and look first. What can I just change that I'm already working on, that I've already invested in, and then grow it? Leslie took a online or in-person class and then built this whole thing online. It's insane. 
you have the same option, Genevieve. You can create Reiki. I I just can't do hair from home. That was the one thing that like you just did. <laughs> but that gave us proof that it is a recession-proof industry, which gave me the confidence I needed to raise my prices finally after 20 years. It's not a matter of how quickly you can do things or how easy it is for you. If it's all the experience that you've had and by the way, everything has been raised in prices. So do your numbers, figure out what you need to make in order to have the energy exchange be worth it. So you want to show up for that. Like Leslie said, get me there. How much are you going to pay me? Where are you going to put me up? Where am I traveling? Like same thing with my clients. You want to come at night? How much are you going to pay me? Like, and I just want to say it with what you said, because you're like, I'm going to keep my, do my in-person and do this. Well, I'll Actually, what this pandemic has taught people about themselves is they have learned if they are an in-person person versus they like mm. to consume things online. Right. So like I thought I would never do a Pilates session online and I was teaching them online because like I had clients from Poland and Australia who wanted to take for me and I'm like, okay, I'm how badass I am. But then I couldn't go see my teacher and I was like, okay, well, let's figure this out. Let's do this. And you know what? I freaking love it. I love just like walking from my office into my studio doing this. So I'm someone who's like, give me all the online in real time stuff there is. Whereas other people are like, if I have to do another Zoom, I'm going to lose my shit. And they are. So that's why brick and mortars are literally thriving because people are like, please let me in. I I miss you. Can I be here all day? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Leslie. Absolutely. I totally get it. Oh, this was such a great conversation, gals. I got a lot of takeaways and moving forward. Uh, Quick, let's do a quick little takeaway from today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're just coming in now, this is, we don't have a title yet. I don't have a title, Get Up Girl Gang or something like that, but I'll be doing four to five gals every month. My biggest takeaway is that it wasn't me. You know, people's lives changed. And I know it was so simple. You know, when you hear the most simplest things, it's like, gosh, Le- Leslie, thank you for saying that. Because I, I was like, oh, I had so many clients and just online wasn't for them. Yeah. Who, who wants to go next? What's your takeaway? I am inspired. I absolutely loved this. I loved um, talking with you beauties and I am, I'm super inspired. I, I, I'm not excited to like get off this call because I love it, but like I'm excited because I'm like, oh, I'm in like, I'm in like work mode. I'm in idea mode and create mode. So I'm very inspired. That's my takeaway. Oh. And that's the thing about tuning into stuff like this. If, if, if you can get one little nugget, that's why Joanne, I think, and Leslie too, with their podcast, like that's why we started them. And that because we so much love just getting that one thing that you need out of a call, out of a conversation. And if you don't have people to have these conversations with, then get around other women who are having these conversations so you can tune in. And that's why Joanne thought, how fun would it be for you guys to be a fly on the wall and listen to what are, what we're talking about? Because these are things that we deal with and talk about when no one's listening. And so, um, we hope you guys love this. My takeaway was just that stay around the energy that gets you fired up. I've been removed from it for a while and kind of in my box bubble. And it's, it does not, that's not where I operate best. I have to stay around the energy that keeps me in momentum. And just when you think you're going and you're going to take your foot off the gas a little bit, don't, that's when you want to push a little bit harder because then you can be sitting where Leslie is now with a team at 18, where she can go take these long walks with her dad in the morning. So if you guys are on that cusp of where it's feeling frustrating, just keep going. Cause just know we're right there with you. And, um, it never really gets easier. You just get a little bit more clear on your path. And then that 
that gives you the momentum and, and the motivation to show up every day. It's not about should I, shouldn't I, it's, I got to do it because this is what my, my vision and my goal is for whatever it is you guys are doing. So we're sending you love. Leslie, I, I stole you. What was your takeaway? No, I was just, first of all, you, what you just said, never take your foot off the gas pedal. Oh gosh. Thank you for that reminder because I have been a little bit of a, I'm reading the book, the messy middle, which everyone in business should read. And it's like, I'm like in the Valley, right? Like you've gone up and I'm, but like I'm here and I know it's going to go up above the line. It's going to get there, but like I'm here. And I so like had this, like, like I was going to take my foot off the gas pedal and go, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And I also couldn't take my foot off the gas pedal. There's 18 people to pay. So I was like, all right, pedal to the metal. And you are, here's the thing. When it's the hardest to put your foot on the gas, push harder, get a stick to wedge in there. Get get people to push on your leg for you. Like it is get your people. Um, so thank you for reminding me of that. Cause I, I'm going to celebrate that when this is done. And then, um, I loved, um, Geneva said, she's like, um, I wasn't honoring what's honoring me. And I think that that is a great question to ask around the things that come up. And I'm going to take that away from this because it's like, is this honoring me right now? Like people want it, but is it honoring to me to offer it? Because we don't have to offer everything people want. That's what other people are for. And we can find those people who want to, that does honor them to do that. And we can refer people. And so I just love, thank you for that question. Cause I think that's a, a good one. I'm going to add to my list. <laughs> How did I get so lucky to have such amazing gal friends? How did I get so freaking lucky? And how does it get better than this? And Leslie, grab your friends and have them push on your leg for you. I love it. We're, we're good. I think we just, I think we just, we're on the up now. I feel good. Okay, good. Yeah, but sometimes push on my leg for me because yeah. I want to press the, the brake. That was brilliant. Gals, we'll do this again. And seriously, if anybody's listening and like, yeah, I don't have those girlfriends. They are out there. Believe me. And truthfully, this is how we talk when we get together. This is not just like, hey, this is a performance. Find those gals, find whomever, where you can actually have these conversations that are creative, that are expansive, and that create new possibilities. And that's what these conversations are. We'll be do this again in a month. And I'll change out the girls. Maybe it'll be some same ones. And we'll just have conscious conversations. Thank I you so much for doing this. I didn't know what I was walking into when I said yes. I was like, yes. And then I get to see Jessica's on here. Geneva, <laughs> I don't know you, but I want you on my podcast already. And and so just thanks. Find people who make rooms and be put yourself in them. Say yes to them. And then put yourself in rooms because... I have these women in my life because of that. And so just thank you, Joanna, for honoring all of us and having us here. And I appreciate you gals. I didn't know what this was going to look like either. And I love that too. I'm like, I asked, what are we going to do? Okay, I'm just going to press record and life will happen. And that's the answer I got. Love you all. If you want something different, choose something different. And remember to get back up. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.